0: Hello, everyone. My name is Val, if you're new here, and welcome to episode 26 of Night Talk. Today, we will be talking about and dissecting a case that turned my stomach as soon as I heard about it. It's the case of Cherish Periwinkle. Before we get into the episode, let's get into some commercials and a disclaimer. First off, remember to follow my socials to keep updated on when I post new content. Link in the description of the episode. I have a blog called Corpse Moon Blogs where I put where I do weekly blog posts about my content, my favorite topics and lifestyle type posts also i do post there every friday i also have a vlog channel called corpse moon vlogs where i post weekly video diaries slash journals on sundays lastly just a reminder to follow the podcast so you can keep updated on the episodes we post here twice a week every thursday and saturday so come join in on the spooky fun Okay, there is a, a disclaimer for this episode, like I said. There's a, a ton of trigger warnings for this case, since it's actually p- pretty fucked up. Specifically, there's, a trigger, there's trigger warnings for child abuse, sexual assault, kidnapping, things like that. If you can't listen, I completely understand, and I'll talk to you in another episode. If you are okay, continue listening. Okay, let's get into it. Firstly, we will be talking about Cherish's short childhood. Then we will be talking about the events leading up to the murder. Next, we will be talking about what actually happened to her. Then we will be talking about the trial that happened afterwards. Lastly, we will be be doing a closing speech sort of thing. Okay, let's get into part one, which is Cherish's short childhood. Cherish Lily Periwinkle was born on December 24th, which is Christmas Eve on December. 2004. Sorry, yeah, December 24th, 2004, in Jacksonville, Florida. To say she was born into a chaotic environment would be an understatement. Her parents were involved in an intense custody battle for her against each other, and it only just ended in 2010. Rain Periwinkle, the mother, won the end and gained custody of all of her children, Destiny, Nevaeh, and Cherish. According to Robert Wood, the custody evaluator in the case, wholeheartedly he wholeheartedly feared for Cherish's safety in Rain's custody, and voiced his opinions in court. He argued that Rain created an unstable environment. This chaotic storm of of a childhood would be what would cause Cherish's eventual unfortunate murder. Okay, now let's get into part two, the events that led up to the murder. Here's a timeline of the events leading up to Cherish's murder. June 21st, 2013, the first encounter with Dawn. According to allthatsinteresting.com, on June 21, 2013, cherished Periwinkle, her mother, and her two sisters went to a neighborhood Dollar General store. There they encountered Donald James Smith, a convicted predator who had been listed on the public sex offender registry since 1993. He had been released from prison on a child abuse charge just 21 days before. Surveillance footage shows Cherish and her family's first interaction with the suspect, Donald Smith. Another encounter. Then, surveillance footage continues showing Donald following the periwinkles around the store. Rain had $100 to spend, but there, but that was to spend it on clothes, household items, and the cost of traveling to the airport the following morning. Smith noticed that Rain was having difficulty paying for her children's clothes, and in response, he offered to buy them clothes from a nearby Walmart using a gift card him and his wife never use, at, at least he claims. He also claimed that his wife would meet them at the store. Rain testified later on in the court that she was at first skeptical of the offer, but she eventually relented because he said he had a wife and her children were in desperate need of clothes. On that trip to Walmart, Donald gets increasingly more and more creepy. He He puts rope in the shopping cart and also has an unhealthy obsession with Cherish, to the point where he took her to the changing room alone twice. Twice. I mean... Come on. This this is insane. Later on, by 10 p.m., Smith's wife, who was fake, clearly, still hadn't arrived, and Cherish mentioned being hungry, so Rain lets Donald take Cherish over to the McDonald's to eat some cheeseburgers. That, that was a very idea, a very bad idea on Rain, the mom's part. Around 11 p.m., an hour later, Rain realized neither Donald nor her daughter had returned from the trip to McDonald's in the store. This causes Rain to start frantically searching for her around the store she borrowed a phone from walmart to call the police to report that her daughter was missing she said that frantic she said this frantic explanation i'm hoping he's not raping her right now we've been here we've been here probably two hours and she didn't show up i have this cart full of clothes that he said he was going to pay for i have i had a bad feeling i feel like pinching myself because this is too good to be true i got to the checkout and he's not there my girls need clothes so bad that's why i let him do it Six hours later after this call, police put out an Amber Alert for, for her. The Amber Alert reached Smith's roommate who called the police to give them everything he knew about Donald and where him and Cherish might be. June twenty second, twenty thirteen. Around nine a.m. the next day, an officer noticed noticed Smith's van off Interstate ninety five. Smith was in the van, and officers were able to grab and arrest him here. They then investigated the van, but wasn't able to find Cherish or the other things Rain had put in his van. Police had an idea of where Cherish could be, though, and it involved water. The reason why this is because not only was don wearing the same clothes as the night before the bottom half of him was soaking wet a little later someone called police reporting seeing his van somewhere else near a church called highland baptist church it was near the creek by the church that the police would find something devastating Cherish would be found dead, wearing the same dress she was wearing the night before. What happened to her? Her mutilated body was filled with contusions and ant bites, hemorrhaging, and busted blood vessels around her neck where she had been strangled to death. An autopsy showed, firstly, that she had been raped prior to her murder with such force that it left her, her body distorted in death, which makes my stomach turn. She also suffered blunt force trauma to the back of the head and was strangled with a t-shirt with such force that she had been, she had been bleeding from her eyes, gums, and nose. The medical examiner said in the trial that it, it would have taken five minutes to strangle Cherish. Donald was officially charged with kidnapping, sexual battery, and first-degree murder of Cherish. The Trial the trial didn't happen until 2018 and it was super traumatizing for all involved the first day while presenting evidence the chief medical examiner had to take a break and the jury broke down in tears after the after the medical examiner's testimony she had to be excused from the court for a moment because it was too much the second day on the second day something disturbing emerged into court Secret jailhouse tapes slash recordings. According to allthatsinteresting.com, in the recordings, Smith can be heard talking to inmates about a group of 12 and 13-year-old girls that visited the jail. That's right up my alley. Right there. That's my target area. He said, I'd like to run into her at Walmart. Then he added that Cherish had a butt on her. She had had a lot for a white girl, which... Why? Why would you say that about an eight-year-old girl? It's just, oh my god. Further recordings revealed that Smith was going to use the insanity plea in court. On the phone with his his mom, he asked her if she could buy him a DSM-IV, an early edition of a mental health book that psychologists use to help diagnose people this is so that he can read it and learn how to act mentally ill so he can do that act in court which is insane smith stated he wanted to he wanted the death penalty more than life in prison because he was scared the inmates would kill him and rightfully so because i know uh, people in jail don't take child killers too well they enforce the the torture even more on them Smith got what he wanted. To, Smith got what he wanted. It took the jury only 15 minutes to find Smith guilty. But in Florida, all cases involving first-degree murder are given an, an appeal. As such, Donald appeared again in court in 2020 fully planning to fight his death sentence. What ended up happening to everyone in the case? Smith's attorney appealed his death sentence. As for Periwinkle's parents, her father wants closure in the matter, while her mother, who has been understandably struggling struggling with her child's death, has been calling for Smith's execution. Raines, other two daughters were removed from her care shortly after Cherish was murdered because a lot of people blame Cherish's murder on Rain, so much so that she hasn't been able to hold down a steady job. The other two were adopted by a relative in Australia in 2017. Closing speech. This case makes my stomach turn. I can't believe this happened. She was taken in plain sight. Nonetheless, she didn't deserve to go out the way she did. Cherish had so much more life to live. It makes me so fucking sad to think about. I hope one day they can finally put him to death, or at least give him the correct amount of torture in prison for what he did to her. I hope he's rest. She. I mean, I, I hope she's resting in peace. Wherever she is. I hope Cherish is resting in peace wherever she is. Okay, that is all I have for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Just a reminder to follow the socials to keep updated on when I post new content. The link is in the description. I love you all. I'll talk to everyone next time. This is Val signing out.